Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlanis. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. We're going to do something a little different on our television program today. We had a wonderful chat, me and Kathy. We call them boardroom chats. And uh, I thought, you know what? People need to hear this. And we were talking about God's sheep know his voice. So God is speaking to you. Can you hear him? That's the whole key to this thing. He that hath an ear, let him hear what I'm saying. It's me and Kathy talking, and we're having a wonderful time. And I believe you would enjoy it. Plus, I believe there's some revelation in our conversation that every one of you need to hear. So, because we're all the same kind of people, you know, working out our salvation with fear and trembling. So let's go to this, this discussion me and Kathy's having entitled, God's Sheep Knows His Voice. I want to talk about something that I've heard all my life in the religious circles. That includes when you wasn't saved as well as being saved. You just never know what God's going to do. I've heard that say, said so many times. And your reason why is because you don't know the voice of God. Mm -hmm. You see, and I want to talk about that today. You know, there's a scripture in St. John chapter 4, uh, excuse me, St. John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. He says this here, and I'm going to just read part of 4 and some of 5. My, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Well, let me read the whole verse. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Oh. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I've had so many preachers over the years of preaching. We've been preaching 44 years. But just how do you know what to do? And, and how do you know what not to do? Well, first thing first, I know the voice of God. Kathy, I don't just believe the voice of God. Mm -hmm. So I've heard the voice of God audibly many times. Some people say, I don't believe that. I'm not here to convince you of that. I also know uh, he's spoken to me in his spirit, but I've also heard it with these audible ears. Now, when you know someone's voice, chances are you know them. Mm -hmm. And how do you know someone? You fellowship with them. My mother went home to be with the Lord on Easter Sunday, 1982. Mm -hmm. I promise you, if my mama was behind me somewhere and she, you know, God pulled back the cloud or whatever, and he, she said, Jesse, I'd turn. I know that voice. That's right. Why do I know that voice? Well, she birthed me. Why do I know God's voice? Because he birthed me. Mm -hmm. She said, we use the word born again. I've said it so many times. You don't like the way you was born. Try it again. Think about that for a minute, because see, it's life and to the full, and a stranger they will not follow. Right. Now, I'm going to say something going to make some people mad. They think it's arrogant and cockiness. Oh, Lord, Lord I don't want to say it. The Lord said, say it. I haven't made as many mistakes as a lot of ministers have made. Not because I'm better, because that's wrong. Not because, I, I man, I'm some big holy Joe. You know I'm not. You know, you've been with me for almost 50 years as far as math. But when you know his voice... You, you also will not follow the stranger's voice because the stranger's voice is strange to That's you. True. That's and true. Satan don't sound nothing like God. <laughs> now, he may come as an angel of light, but I want to tell you something. Darkness is permeating through him anyway as he comes as an angel right, of light. Right. And we get to know God through his word as well. We, oh, amen. we find out different facets of him and what right. he stands for and what he would say. Right. You know, so we almost like, I know you. Yes. I really know you. We've been married, like we say, Almost 50 years June now, the 6th just of in this a couple year. of weeks. And, uh, of course, we dated a couple of years before, so I know you. Many times I know what you would do. I say, I'll say, uh, this. Don't say too much. Let me make the sign <laughs> across here. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, that's a good thing. I know you before. I know what you would do before you do it because I know you. Right. And the same way we know what God would do in a certain situation, what he would want us to do in a certain situation because of who he is and what right. his word has revealed to us. And you know him through fellowship. Mm -hmm. Now, you see, a lot of people have a relationship with God. That's good. Don't misunderstand me. But when you have fellowship with the Lord, see, when you have a relationship, he's your savior. When you have fellowship, 
He's your Lord. And you know, Jesse, that's a vast difference. Even before you know God, if you get, remember the example of Paul, the apostle, when he was on the road to Damascus, he did not know God. In fact, he was persecuting right. the church, but he encountered the risen Christ right. on that road to Damascus. That's correct. Right? So he heard that voice. So yeah. even if people are not, if they don't know God, they can hear God, but it's up to us to obey Him. I heard someone say years ago, it was so powerful. In fact, it was after 9-11, Brother Kenneth Copeland said this. He said, there are three different types of people. Those people who don't know God, so when they hear Him, they don't recognize Him. Right. They don't know that. There's those that know God, so they, when they hear Him, but they're disobedient, so they right. don't obey. And then there's that third group, which is the group we always want to be in. Sure. Those that know God, that hear Him, and obey Him. So it, all of those things have to lie. Amen. Well, so, see, the reason why Paul said he had to have something physical, because Paul was spiritually dead, so the Lord slapped him off the donkey. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's Jesus in, and I'm going to paraphrase it. You want to dance with me? You want some of this? Oh, and the first thing Paul, Saul of Tarsus then says, Lord, yeah, what? <laughs> Lord, somebody slap you off your donkey, you're going to call he him Lord. got see? his attention. Yeah, he got his attention. Because he was touching his church. That's right. Because see, when, you, when Satan touches you, he, he tried, uh, God will not permit that. He said, why are you fighting me? So we're the body of Christ. See, the, can I say this? The body of Christ has never been locked down. The building may have been. That's right. But not the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. For I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded. And that's the Apostle Paul again. I love that. For I know. Now, how do you do that? It's through fellowship. Kathy said she knew me. And she knows me. But, you know, it's amazing. I've, I've been, I said, I dated you two years before I married just So uh, you had the, almost the 50 years. It'd be 52 years. Now, I, there's still some things that Kathy surprises me about. Because when God created a woman, whoo, he put some secrets in that girl. <laughs> Lord Jesus, you know, and, and that's good. That's a blessing. See, but, when, but I know what she's going to do. Yeah. I know if Meredith, our granddaughter, is with us and you in a mall, we're buying some stuff. Why? Not for us. And sometimes you can get it. You can get all you want. But for Meredith, why? Because, see, we know her. The minute they put Meredith in my hand, the minute they put my daughter Jody in my hand, even though I knew Kathy was pregnant, but, buddy, when that baby was put in my hand, lockdown came. You understand? I said, my God, I am her father. And I have to, a good man, make an inheritance for his children's children. So quit struggling over knowing God's word. If you're born again, mm -hmm. you have a relationship, but, but you only do Sunday observances. Okay? Oh, once in a while you might go to a meeting. But when you begin to fellowship with the Lord, now how do you do that? You say, hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. See, you think of praying just like this. And ain't nothing wrong with doing this. There ain't nothing wrong with saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm not knocking any of that. But when you get personal, when you know somebody. In fact, I, when I first met Kathy, I called her Kathy. Uh, her maiden name was Kathy Carrere. But as I began to know her, I dropped that fee and I'd call her Cat. Hey, Cat. Hey, Cat. And she used to call me Jesse. Now yeah. she calls me Jess, yep. and then she calls me some other names I can't say on this uh, thing. But anyway, I pray for I you. I call you sweetheart, <laughs> yeah, darling. Yeah, she sounds like a she sounds <laughs> like a, a one of them country girls. Hello, darling. I said, darling, <laughs> Lord Jesus. So it's a blessing, it really is. So to know God's voice, number one, and if you got a pencil and paper, write it down. You have to fellowship with Him, and that's not only at church. Now I'm not talking to become a religious monk. Now I'm gonna say something that may sound a little. Um, controversial. I know that a lot of people are going to a cave for 50 years. My God. And they say, you know, I'm giving myself to God. Well, the Lord didn't say do that. Hmm. 
He said, go in the world. Get out the cave. Go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Every creature. In other words, if you're that dedicated to lock yourself off from the world for 50 years, think what you could do if you walked out that cave right. and start talking about the love of God, the peace of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. See, now when you begin to talk like that, now you're knowing God. See, there are a lot of religious people in the world, but how many people actually know God's voice. If God spoke to you, would you know it? Mm. Think about that for a minute. I've had several people tell me, said, why are you preaching? But Jesse, it sounds like you're just preaching to me all the time. There's nobody else in the church. It's just me. Well, the reason why, because you're hearing God's voice. Now, he may be using my voice box, but you're hearing his voice and he's telling you how to live, mm -hmm. how, to, how to decree, how to declare God's word is true. Because you see, God is life. And so much life that he couldn't go to funerals. He'd mess them up. Every time Jesus went to funerals, he just raised people from the dead. Mm -hmm. Why? Life. Let me tell you something. Man. Life is far stronger than death. I believe God calls death an enemy. Life is God-centered. God called. God moved. Right. See, and that's what it's all about. When he moved upon the waters. Yes. I like that. That's life moving. See what I'm saying? So when you know God, then you're not struggling so much with, a, with what I call religion. You're not struggling with living for Jesus. You know in whom have you believed. And the reason why you make less mistakes, because you will not follow a stranger's voice. How many times you used to tell Jody when she's a little girl, now, if a stranger come up to you and talk to you, That's right. or try to get you in the car, you don't, you don't go. Yeah. Now you know that, you've told that to your children. See, so a stranger immediately, they, they get like a, you know, they become aware. This is why I tell you, you know, we go out to a restaurant or something when we would, be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it now. Yeah, we're just starting it. to do it. I remember there was a, if there was a family waiting in the area or uh -huh. a child nearby, you'd always want to touch them and yeah, talk say, hey, to them sweetheart. and yeah. be friendly. And I'd tell Jesse, look, Jesse, those parents are teaching them not to talk to strangers and you keep... Yeah, but they that. smile at me. See, they see the love of God in my life. <laughs> yeah. I have children that I don't even know. They'll, they'll come up in a booth and they'll just come up and look at me and go... <laughs> and you know, that blesses me because I believe what they're seeing is Christ in me, right. the hope of glory. But you're right. Yeah. You have to be careful in those kind of things. You see what I'm saying? Because, and that's sad to say, isn't it? I remember years ago when I was a little boy, my Lord. Remember when you could go out the house and, and you didn't come back to 4, 30, 5 o'clock? Mama said, you'd be, you'd be back before dark. And you might go to the park, which is maybe 100 yards away. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have to worry about somebody taking your kid yeah, or hurting and, and your I, child. I remember doing a lot of that. I'd, I'd eat dirty blackberries in the field. <laughs> <laughs> or ride your bicycle if you had one, <laughs> right. things of that nature. You know why that was happening then? Not because we were a better generation, but we had more respect for God back then. Mm. Remember no church doors were locked? My God, if you want to stop at any church, you could go in at 2 o'clock in the morning and pray. Today, you can't get in there. Why? Because people steal, do everything. They don't have a respect for God. Because what happened is people begin to preach, or Satan began to preach through the church, mm -hmm. how not to know God's voice, but to follow the stranger's voice. Mm -hmm. I refuse to follow the stranger's voice. How many times a stranger gave you the wrong directions? Even that thing, uh, even sometimes what they call that, the, the, the thing up there the, in space. The GPS. The GPS the send you all over the place, Lord. <laughs> you go, it's a stranger. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So somebody, no, so no cut, give me the shortest thing. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. I never forget one time I was in the Atlanta airport. I had a computer chew me out. <laughs> I mean, a computer chewed me out. I was in that in, in Atlanta airport. That's a big airport. So they move people in these 
I call them box cars, these cable things, and you go all over, and they says the doors are closing. The doors are closing. Uh, <laughs> withdraw from the door. So without thinking, I did this and I decided not, and it said, I told you to withdraw from the door. And I thought to myself, my God, I got a computer chewing me out, you know? Let me tell you something about God's voice. It's a wonderful voice. Mm-hmm. It's a still, small voice. But in that smallness is the bigness of his love, the bigness of his character. See, that's why I, I, I live the way I live. I had a person tell me this yesterday. The way you say things, they're so simple, but they got a deep meaning. Because you see, I heard Einstein say this when he was living. I heard it. He said, that, let me tell you, to, to, to answer complicated problems, you have to look for very simplistic answers. Simple. Because you don't ever think to look there. So, my God, how can we do this? Because you're just looking for something hard, something hard to, to answer this problem. No, no, let me tell you something about God. It's not hard to know God's voice. Mm-hmm. I know your voice. Mm-hmm. I know Jody's voice, my daughter. I know my granddaughter's voice. Uh, and, and, but I really love the voice of Jesus. It's been many times I've been praying, and, or not even praying, sometime in a restaurant with somebody, and I'll do this. And they, people do this. Why? Because the Lord just spoke something to me. Mm-hmm. I heard that. How many times people were walking in a restaurant and the Lord began to speak to me about them. He said, I go over them and say this. We call that a word of knowledge, you know, uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit, you know, a word of wisdom. They said, how did you know that? I said, I didn't know that. God knew that, but I knew his voice. Do you see what I'm saying? And when you know that voice, you should act on that voice. That's right. And I love John chapter 10 where you started mm-hmm. reading how you said, my sheep know my voice. But that's such a powerful verse of Scripture. Jesus right. starts to reveal actually in verse 10 how mm-hmm. the devil talks. He says, I don't talk. You know, because a lot of people will tell you God sent that sickness. Oh, God Lord, sent no. that Where'd hurricane. Or something. He did, yeah. Yeah, where did he get it? He did not he send sick. it. <laughs> Jesus made it clear in John chapter 10. Verse, uh, I'm going to read in verse 10. It says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. That's, he goes on to say, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Amen. So he reveals himself through his word and uh, how he acts, how God acts. You know, he defined him. So he said, I'm the good shepherd. And he said, I'm a bad shepherd. No, he said, I'm a good shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd, not a shepherd or uh, someone else's shepherd, your shepherd. See, that's personal. See, and when you know that, that's, then you come back to Paul, I know in whom I have believed. Then you say, now unto him was able to do exceedingly abundant above all I can possibly ask or think. It's done according to the power that worketh in us. What is that power? Knowing God's voice. Mm-hmm. Then using the power of attorney to use his name. And, and direction. So you start telling Satan where to go instead of him telling you where to go. That's right. And knowing how good he is. In oh, fact, yeah. I remember Moses, how he really wanted to see God. You know, he kept yeah. seeking God. Lord, show me, you. yeah. show me yourself. And so God did reveal himself to him, but he showed him his goodness. He, he just showed his, he says, I want to see your glory. Amen. He says, I'm going to let my glory pass by you. And they see his goodness too. You know, you're touching on something. We're about ready to do a visionary conference in July of this year. And do you know what Moses saw like in that? All the goodness. Mm-hmm. He saw the Big Bang. What? He saw, he saw when Pastor uh, did that vaccine for small bowel. That's Boom. a good thing. All the goodness, everything. I'm immediate in the twinkling of an eye. The other day I was standing in my study and I have a very lucrative uh, library. I mean, I got information on just about every subject in there. And I kind of stood in the middle of the room and, and I said this out loud, Lord. He said, what? 
That's what he said. Well, I said, can you put this in my mind? I want all of this in my mind. I have the Torah. I have the, uh, the, the Talmud. I have the Babylonian. I, I love the Jewish people. The Babylonian. I have the Jerusalem Talmud. I have the Zohar. I have the Mishmash. Uh, so all the different things. I got it all. And I said, God, I just want to put it here. And all that. He said, okay. I said, so I thought he was going to go zzz. He said, I'll tell you how you get it. Study. study. <laughs> he said, did that disappoint you? I said, uh, he said, don't lie. I said, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I just wanted, I, I, I wanted it easy. Well, I wish everything was easy, but it's not. The crucifixion was not easy. The hardest thing Jesus ever did was to have your sin placed upon him. But he knew. He knew his father's voice. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So because he knew that voice, he would go to that cross and pay the price that we should have paid. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's amazing. Now, he'd have never done that if he hadn't known the voice of God. And guess he heard a lot of other voices. He heard the Pharisee, the Sadducee, the Zealot. He heard Satan in the wilderness. Right. I mean, he could hear it, buddy. But, when you, but a stranger he did not follow. Why? Because he understood that to know God's voice you will walk in the love of God. See, and God sometimes, sometimes has to, even though he's a still small voice, he's got to get your attention sometimes because you're looking here and looking there. But when you fellowship with him, I, I would tell you this, start a habit of wake, waking up in the morning and say a small prayer. It don't have to be 40, 40 hours long, you know, but start off with the Lord and finish with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I said that last night before I went to bed. I said, hey, Lord, thank you for a good day. This is the day the Lord hath made. I rejoiced and I was glad in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I ask you to give, I'm going to quote a scripture to you, Lord. You give your beloved sleep. I found, Kathy, that as you get older, you don't sleep as much. You wake up more and things of that nature. And the reason why, because she's kind of snoring on the other <laughs> side sometimes. And Kathy, I mean, as you get older, you, you make more noises. You do, you do that <laughs> Me too. too I, I agree. Okay, I'm going to let you talk. I, and, uh, and, but Kathy normally does not snow until about 15 minutes before she gets up. And all of a sudden, oh, and, boy, I thought, Lord, what's going on? You know? So I asked her this morning, I said, did you dream? She said, no, I don't think so. Because last night she was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, now what is in? I know. What's in that mind? You know, I didn't know. I wanted to wake her up, but if I wake up, <laughs> then I'm gonna really get. A, I'm gonna really hear a voice. <laughs> so I just okay, you know. And <laughs> it's amazing how you can have dreams and don't remember. Mm -hmm. You remember that dream you had that time I woke you up? You thought, <laughs> it was a funny. I gotta tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. It's so funny. I heard Kathy go, real yeah. this loud. <laughs> I thought, what's it? So I grabbed it right here. And I said, Kathy. And she woke up. She said, oh, thank God you woke me up because the alligator was about ready to bite me. <laughs> I said, what? She said, alligator was about ready to bite yeah, me. Yeah, I was near this water thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was a pond or something. This alligator was coming close. And I was trying to get away and it, it was getting close to me. When you bumped me like that. <laughs> she woke up. She, I said, an alligator. I was trying and to she wake said, up. I, yeah, I, I kind of knew I was dreaming, but it was still, oh, it's crazy. And she's going, Rrr. so finally she said, oh, thank you. Uh, that, you stopped that alligator from biting me. And I said, Kathy. And she went, She's gone again. I thought, Lord, she, I didn't kill the alligator. I guess so. I guess You're everything's okay. <laughs> she knew my voice. She thought I was off the subject. There. She knew my voice. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I serve a personal God. He wants us to know him, to fellowship with him. Not just having a relationship, but to fellowship with him. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. 
How do you hear and know God's voice? That's a good question. Number one, set aside time every day. Not someday, not just Sunday. Set aside time every day and meditate on his word. You know, get a scripture and meditate on it. Set aside time to fellowship with him. Now, not only have a relation with him, you know you're born again, but to fellowship with him. See, that's what I have. I have fellowship with God. We have conversations with him. And we have a wonderful time. And I mean that sincerely. It's such a blessing. That's why people say, that man is so full of joy. Well, when you know in whom you have believed, then you get persuaded. You don't have to struggle with this. No, you don't. If you're born again, you have a relationship and a fellowship if you'll develop it with the Lord Jesus Christ. All you have to do is start today. Start now, fellowshipping with God. So I don't know how to do that. Get your scripture, meditate on it, and say, Lord, I'm going to talk to you. I love what St. John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5 says. Look what Jesus said. When he put it forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know, not just believe, for they know his voice, and a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. See, there's so many people wondering, boy, I, I hope I don't miss it. My God, if you've got sheep and you are, you will know his voice instead of just believing his voice. It is wonderful to hear God's voice. You know, let me tell you something. That's why I encourage you. I wrote a book. You know, I was raised Catholic. We never got a chance to talk to God. We got to talk to the priest. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. But I wrote a book called Warning a God You Can Talk To. This is a great book. I'm telling you, it will help you. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. Form not only a relationship, but that's being born again, but a fellowship with God. You need to get this. It sold out in hardcover many, many years ago, and we, we printed it in, in uh, what they call it, paperback, whatever you call it. And to make a long story short, that's sold out. We've had to reprint and all that kind of stuff. If you'd like to get it, just go to JDM.org for all the ordering information, and it will bless you. And I mean that sincerely. Warning a God you can talk to. It really goes good with this program today. It will minister to you. Also, partners, I want to thank you for being so courteous and kind to support this ministry financially the way you've done. We've been preaching 45 years, been in full-time ministry 43 years. We've never had a financial deficit. Yeah, you heard me right. Never had. Why? Because of you, partner, because of me and Kathy, we support this ministry just like you do. We don't ask people to do something we don't do. I mean that sincerely. So I want to say personally, thank you for all that you do. We have multi-million dollar projects going on, you know, and I thought, Lord, do you, did you see the color of my hair? <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, most people my age has done retired. He said, Jesse, I gave you energy and I gave you joy and you got a lot more to do. And he said, your partners are going to help you and you certainly do. So I want to say thank you. Also for your part, March Partnership. You can get my message. I love this message. God has a hard time saying no. I understand that perfectly. You know why? I have one daughter, one granddaughter, and buddy, I have a hard time saying no. Jody is 49 years old, and I've never told her no. My wonderful granddaughter is 13, and I've never told her no. I have a hard time with that. I want to tell you something. This message that you're going to get is a perfect resource that goes along with this year's theme, What Shall I Do For Thee? That's our theme for 2021. What shall I do? What? Come on, God is waiting to say, tell me, spiritually, physically, financially, you can have all three or one, whatever you want to do. You know what I'm believing for? 
I'll tell you what, the Lord said, Jesse, what shall I do for you? I said, I want to double in this ministry. I want more souls. I want, I, I want more blessing so I can be a blessing to you, Lord. That's what it's all about. What shall he do for you? Get this book, Wanting a God You Can Talk To. My Lord, you'll be blessed. Go to JDM.org. Man, there's some wonderful things there. Go to our website and you will be blessed. I mean, this program is designed with you in mind. That's what it's all about. So once again, I want to thank all my personal partners for being so courteous and kind to help us. And I mean necessarily, hey, if you've enjoyed the boardroom chats that me and Kathy do, if you'd like to see more of these, you can get them on our YouTube channel. Just go to our website, jdm.org. You can link to our YouTube channel right there. Okay? This is Jesse the Planets from New Orleans saying I love you. I really do. Until next week, may God richly bless you. See you. Bye-bye. Now, what makes a person a great person is vision. The only way that the physical eyes are going to see it, that you must see it with your spiritual eyes. Don't try to reconcile sense and faith. See, faith goes beyond the intellect. Jesse Duplantis' 2021 Visionary Conference. Throw away your clock. God will put the time on that thing, and it'll come quicker than you think. You are a winner going somewhere to win. The 2021 Visionary Conference, July 15th and 16th. Register online today. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Jesse the Planet's Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know Jesus. Listen to me, it is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives. Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. JDM is continuing to provide new faith-based content meant to strengthen your relationship with God. You can find weekly messages from Jesse and Kathy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries.
How many of you are believing for some unbelievable, impossible things? But then you need to hear this message. God wants to do what you believe in for. Have you ever thought in your finite mind that he's the one that put that in your, in your thought, press, thought processes to start with so you could receive it? So write this down if you're taking notes. The expressions whatsoever and anything indicate the vastness of the Lord's resources. 